Pierre is on, but I have a feeling it's going to turn off in a, in a second here. Um, this episode, we talk about all sorts of stuff. I think, yeah, we go all over the place. I really get into it, though, at the end with, like, nepotism and, like, getting a job, getting a job and background, and really, kind of, I really get into it. Is the air going to turn off? Come on. Well, I get into it, and I think it's, I wouldn't say it's my best work. It's not used shoe salesman um, material. It's still pretty good. Alive men's gummy vitamins, eight B vitamins. Well, no one's been able to give anyone a definitive or clear answer when it comes to is Keystone Light really just Coors Light dented cans or what? I mean, let's be let's be honest with each other here. Um, is Keystone Light Coors Light, but just it's dented cans? It's the B stock. I've heard various stories, multiple stories, conflicting stories regarding Coors Light and Keystone Light. So I've heard it's dented beers, dented cans of beer of Coors Light. That's what I've heard. But I've also heard it's just marketing. It's just marketing. You, Coors Light has a bigger marketing budget. Market Coors Light. Have people taste how refreshing it is. <clears throat> Coors Light's made with 100% Rocky Mountain water. And it has been. <clears throat> they never use high fructose corn syrup. They never have. And... Coors Banquet beer has been made, uh, brewed and bottled in Golden, Colorado since 1873. Keystone Light? <clears throat> I don't know much about it. Grab a stone. I don't like Keystone. I, I think... Well, it's marketed fine. I think it's an okay color. But it, it needs to appeal to a younger generation, I think. Yeah, I think Keystone <laughs> needs to start marketing to, to kids. Well, it's a blue it's a blue can and it's with the silver lettering. So it looks like a Bud Light, doesn't it? Maybe that's what they're trying to do anyways, make it look like Bud Light. Keystone. There's three letters. K E Y. B U D Bud Light Keystone. Bud Light is maybe Bud Light. Hey everyone, thanks for joining this Blink Vera podcast. This podcast, we're feeling melancholy today. We're feeling down. We didn't meet that person for the guitar pedal, and I felt like a horse's ass. Well, I felt like a giant horse's ass. I woke up in a panic. I I woke up this morning. I was getting ready, and then I fell back asleep because I was like, "Nah, forget it. <laughs> nah, forget this." I didn't. I must have just fallen asleep, like right when he texted. I fell asleep for like two hours, of course. <clears throat> I wake up, wake up in a panic. I look at my phone, check my text, and I was like, oh yeah, I'll head down there right now. And he's like, dude, I was there two hours ago. And it's like, oh shit. Like, what have I done now? Over here, people trust me online, and they say it used to be like the old days, you buy something and give something back for new, and then get it back at PayPal days. Yeah, it reminds me of the old PayPal days. I'd get paid for things I sold and ship them the same day the buyer would receive goods for money that they paid on PayPal. Market's down today. I wasn't patient enough to really capitalize on it, of course. 
what else is new? UVXY calls, eBay puts, more problems, more money, more problems. How long can we go inside for? Because we can't just leave our car out here. It's going to get repoed again. So we're doing that cat and mouse game here, over here. And it's just like, man, I give up. I can't do this. So what do I do? Run away from my problems. Pretend, yeah, just run away from my problems. Do, do the responsible thing. The responsible adult thing. Adult thing? Adult thing. It's a responsible thing to do as an adult. It's like, yeah, you got problems, I got problems. I don't want to cry no more. Life's hard enough as it is. I like the grocery store I was just at, the, the establishment, because... They're, they seem to be in a really good mood, and they seem happy to be there to help you. And I like that. I'm happy about that. So anyway, I run away from my problems. In healthy adult ways. Like drinking. And I do this because I want to be ignorant towards like the real problems in my life. The real issues here. And that is... Uh, we're gonna probably be homeless and stuff. Dude, I actually need beers in the morning. I do, I, if I'm panicking like that, there were, I could feel the sweat like dripping off of my face this morning. Yeah. Yeah, well, no, I'm, in, I'm inside. I'm not running or exercising or doing anything. I wake up, I look at my phone. He's like, I was there two hours ago. And then the sweat, I could just feel it start to just drip like down the side of my face. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm panicking again, aren't I? Okay, let's take a deep breath. Let's slow it down. It's fine. It's a guitar pedal. You'll meet him tonight. Like, don't worry. You're not gonna, you're not on the street just yet. You're still here. Everything's gonna work out. Don't worry. You're still gonna keep your word. It's like, You're still gonna appreciate people for trusting you. Like, man, I don't know, man. Like, it's tough, dude, right now. Like, I'm exerting a lot of effort here just to tread, like, I'm just keeping afloat. I'm, I'm swimming. It's Michael Phelps gold medal triathlon swim meet. And I am freaking breaststroke, backstroke, butterfly. That's about it, right? Doggy paddle. <clears throat> Freestyle swim. Let's just do it that way. I'll do something. I'll get creative. Or maybe I'll mix it up. You know, do a freestyle. Do a butterfly halfway through. Do a flip in the middle. Then kick off the wall. And then start swimming hard. Underwater like a dolphin. <clears throat> you know, we couldn't decide if this was the second or first segment. We decided we'd, we'd make it the first second because it was the right thing to do. Markets were down. We're feeling good now after having that beer. But man, times were tough. Blink kept harping on and on about this and that, different swimming techniques for some reason, swimming hard. Something about sweating profusely. He wasn't making sense again. And it was Friday. So you know he's going to go back in the studio desperate for money. 
and start listing stuff on KSL. He felt terrible about the whole guitar pedal fiasco this morning. It wasn't, he wasn't trying to ignore anyone or trying to steal anyone's money at all. In fact, it was more of a miscommunication. It's more, uh, misinterpretation on my part because it was almost like I assumed my assumptions, my preconceived notions were false. These preconceptions I've come to find have crept their way into my life more and more lately. Whether or not they were true or not, or accurate, is a different story. I was a journalist for NPR now. I worked for them. They didn't pay by the hour, they paid by the story. Sometimes they paid some people and associates annually, but I was more of an adjunct NPR correspondent. Hey, it's Bling. I'm your Bling Street correspondent for NPR. Either way, we're probably gonna have Rat Rat drive us down to American Fork, drop something off, just cruise out of here. Hey, Rat Rat. Hey, Rat Rat, you wanna just go freaking drop this off over there? He was asking me to drive a lot farther than I wanted to. It's one of those episodes, man. It's gonna be one of those episodes because I've gotta, <clears throat> I've gotta make myself laugh. <laughs> did you hear my voice there? It sounded like Garth Brooks. I did. The two of a kind song. God, just so we can break up. He's got a nice, like, throaty, like, yell. It's good. Garth Brooks is good, I'm telling you. And why aren't there more Chris Gaines fans out there? It's a phenomenon. It's a, it's a, a wonder of the world. Garth Brooks can like sell out a stadium. He's doing stadium arena tour. No, there's stadiums. Every he's going to stadiums and he's selling out the stadiums for like three nights in a row. Like just the money that the Seven Elevens will make from Garth Brooks rolling into town. Just a Seven Eleven, probably a mile and a half away from the stadium, or three miles away from the stadium, probably does like twice, three times as much revenue as any other night, the same, whatever, yeah, you know, you know what I'm saying. But what happens when Chris Gaines comes into town? Oh, yeah, people are losing money. 7-Elevens are like, what happened? We got robbed tonight. Chris Gaines was in town. It's like, oh. Other 7-Eleven, like seven miles away. They're like, dude, we just got robbed tonight. What's going on? Freaking lost all our money. Last time Garth Brooks was in town, we got like, quadruple we usually did and we're seven miles away from the stadium this time around uh, this time around man we chris who's who's playing at the stadium we're at the freaking venue the hole in the wall the dive back there who's playing at uh the urban lounge or uh some somewhere else What's the, what's the name of the band that's headlining over there at the clubhouse? Is this still called the clubhouse in Tempe, Arizona? I'm gonna play a show there once. Yeah, invited the, the, the hostess from the Fox and Hound over there too. Yeah, it's like, hey, you wanna come to my show? I'm in a band, you wanna, wanna come check it out? I messed it up though. 
I was singing too, uh, no, I wasn't singing too loud, I turned my guitar up too loud, it was that stupid Fender DeVille 410. Yeah, it was that silly Fender DeVille 410 that I bought a long time ago and owned my entire life, but I had to sell it recently because I can't make ends meet and I got $400 for it and the dude seemed really cool when he came by to buy it. Now it's like, can you get this little metal guitar pedal over to this dude or what? It's a metal guitar pedal. Can you get it over to this dude? Cause he needs it, cause he bought it in advance and I said I would, but then I was like, nope, thanks for that money. Uh, you just got scammed by someone who hates <laughs> online internet scamming. Online internet scammers. Everything turns into a dumb song, you know? All right, you want to go inside and look, uh, read some uh, S&P 500 numbers. We'll slam one of these babies again. We'll get Rat, we'll convince Rat Rat it's a good idea to leave. Then we'll just try and peddle our wares somewhere. May I interest you in a bucket of stones that have been marked up for inflation? Do you happen to fancy throwing pawns, stones, in my pond of misery. Would you happen to fancy some inflation-valued stones to be thrown in my pond of misery? Come throw some stones. I insist it is my pond of misery. I've got the deed in my pocket. Oh, I, I, thought, I, I thought I did. Can we uh, lock that rat right master? Okay. Oh, we'll convince rats to drive, and then um, we'll say it's a good idea. We'll just, yeah, sell us stuff. I, I was actually thinking, like, say I went to like the industrial side of town, right? Let's just leg over by Sarkos. And I just made a big sign that says, ultrasonic cleaner, American made, you know, $100. Someone's gonna buy it. Someone's gonna buy it. They'll be like, huh, what's this ultrasonic cleaner all about? Hurry up and get inside before those kids start getting here. The kids go, start attacking us. We can't stay here for like longer than 20 minutes, probably. We're gonna argue 15 minutes, so no long emails, no long winded emails, no thinking about things. But I insist, so innocently your pleasure, may I presume. Oh, damn it. That, did that just come loose? These boots? Well, they're Sorrel boots, man, and I'm not. Anyway, I'm not gonna say. I just wanna make sure I'm not like ruining them. They better be quality made boots. They're not American made, though. Where are these made anyway? I'll get to the bottom of this. Um, they're made in Vietnam. Viet FNM. All right. Well, those are going up in value, aren't they? That's nice. It is 3.04 p.m. market time. The S&P 500 right now is at 39.49, down 50 points, down one and a quarter percent. It's open 39.98, with high 40.12.44, low, whatever. Bling Vera podcast. It's probably going to bounce here, huh? Do I have any, um, can I buy anything here? I'm not really. Oh, well. So we can't stay in here for very long. Um, yeah. So what are we doing? 
uh, we're gonna clean it up a bit. I'm gonna just probably take the skateboard out of my car and you know, relocate that for a second. But let's do this first. Oh, oh, baby, oh, baby. I'll skate all wrecked. Rat Rat will drive, we'll convince him in a second here. Yeah, I'd be very careful here buying. It's 3.06 p.m. market time. The S&P 500 is down 48 points. I would probably reassess things here. Now I say, I wonder if it's gonna bounce into the close here because, well, maybe not, probably not. I don't know. I'm, I've been so off lately anyways, it doesn't matter what the hell I think. Well, eBay's down, so that's not surprising. It was not surprising at all to see eBay stock price down below. If it were up to me, though, I think there's going to be a bounce here. Because it's been at minus 50 this entire day. Now, if it's going to, it's either going to sink or it's going to bounce. But the way things have been going, they don't have money to pay put, so it's going to bounce. They're trying to rip everyone off. Yeah. Damn. Damn. And if you don't have money, you can't afford breakfast. Like, you cannot. Meaning you can't eat in the morning. So you act all weird and goofy and panicky. These are men's vitamins, or gummy vitamins that I'm eating right now. This morning I'm like, I gotta get out of here. I'm gonna go right now. I really might fold up that mattress right there and bring it to him. Yeah, I probably will tonight. All right, we can't stay that long here, so we gotta go. Dude, last night, talking about bartering and stuff locally, uh, last night, Dude, I hooked this person up with, well, the time actually, before last night, I hooked this person up with some Oliver Peoples polarized um, sunglasses. Yeah, Oliver Peoples polarized sunglasses with glass lenses and like flash mirror coating on the front and um, back uh, the back of the lens had anti-reflective coating on it. So yeah. Yeah. Oh no, I only wore them a few times too. They're good sunglasses. They're really good sunglasses. Um, I hooked her up with those. And last night, I go by and she's like, what'd you bring today? She's like, yeah, mom boss. And I was like, uh, it's like I got that battery thing, that solar powered battery charger. She's like, all right, let's see it. Say so there's a way to clip it on this way and you get this extra thing of battery and you don't have it just charges up from the solar power and she's like all right i'll take it i'm just like all right cool there you go she's like what else you got like uh um it's like i got a knife i got a kershaw american made kershaw knife she's like kershaw yeah it's like yeah a pocket knife little american made usa made kershaw knife she's like let me see it it's like here you go it's a little one, be careful with it. But then I left. Yeah, it's probably like $60 worth of goods. I just fucking offloaded to her, two items. Here you go. Not stolen, not shady, not anything. Just, they're mine, you can have them. It's like, here's a donation. But, I, I don't know, is it like a, a sociological experiment, a sociological study or survey that I'm doing? Um, just for my own, like, with my own anecdotal research. Like, yeah, I guess that's what I'm doing. I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying to network before this war gets started. I'm trying to 
develop contacts on the street uh, who I know by first name, who I know I can trust and everything. Um, and, and like, yeah, just get like connected to people um, in real life, like on the street. And I think the thing that like has really kind of surprised me the most out of all this is there's like like a lot of pressure to have adequate farming for factory farming and like you have to treat your cows good and you can't just have them in cages all day like there has to be like humane treatment of these cows right if they're if you're factory farming Yeah, I like Twix a lot now. I think Twix is Lordy's favorite candy bar. Well, so I've been going downtown a lot, right? And I've been interacting with others and trying to network and just trying to get ahead of things before the war starts. You know, I might be overreacting and I might be kind of going overboard with the war stuff and the recycling aluminum and etc like all the stuff i talk about that might seem a little bit extreme to some like i've had some hunches hey rats go ahead i've had some hunches before that have totally rung true and uncannily uncannily rung true even with like the world health organization and that whole debacle and fiasco i just remember thinking like Okay, they're gonna they're gonna backpedal here with the whole mask thing. Like I remember reading it, like, oh, it's fine to travel. Don't worry, it's not airborne. Don't worry, you're fine. You just like they're kind of almost complicit in the spread of it, man, because they were manipulated or at least um, influenced to I believe something that wasn't that wasn't true. Wasn't true, and uh, through politics and probably through money and stuff, and it's like, how the name is World Health Organization, and it was anything but that. It was, it was the opposite of that. So. My, what I'm trying to get at here is like, you have these groups and entities that their their whole purpose for their existence is to help people, is to world health, but that's not what they're doing. I'm not saying that they started it. It's a big giant conspiracy. Hey, everyone, slow down. That's not what I'm saying. It's just like there's it's disorganized. It's the World Health Disorganization, because they got it wrong. They were wrong. And you can't really do that. You get one chance a lot of times, I think, with these virus-type scenarios, and get it wrong, then you get it wrong. And you can't, like, do anything about it besides accept it. And I think right now, in the United States, and with the homeless populations that we have, I haven't been to California to see them for myself, but I've heard some, there's basically, like, a bunch of tents and practical like city-sized areas that people are 
living in. Um, and I know the uh, like sort of reflexive reaction is, well, what about what about like all the all the drugs and stuff? Look, I don't know what to tell you about that. The FDA or DEA or or both. It's not. It's so much more com drug addiction. Is so much more com complex and complicated than just uh, someone's trying to break the law. Like the way they make it sound on cops and TV shows and Hollywood, it's like people just can't control themselves. They have to have these drugs and they're doing it like in spite of the government. They're doing it to overthrow the government. Or it's like this underground network that they're just trying to undermine the government. And it's not that. It's you have these deep emotional scars, these human um, affections that have been disrupted or uh, like fractured or severed practically. And there's these like emotional wounds that exist and there's no cauterizing it. There's no uh, tourniquet. There's there's nothing to, to stop the bleeding for the, from these emotional, like damaging emotional scars, really. And it's just assumed that someone can't control themselves or someone is just purposely deciding and choosing to go against the law. But it's anything but that. There's something that happened. Um, there was a miscarriage. Someone's kids got taken away during the divorce. Something happened. Someone died by accident. Um, something happened that was traumatizing and the individual typically doesn't know how to handle it, doesn't, is uh, emotionally devoid of having the capacity to handle the situation. So they turn to something else that's going to numb the problem, that's going to make them totally oblivious to the world. I think it's not that uncommon for someone to have experience of being drunk at least once in their life, right? Unless you're from Salt Lake. <laughs> then, yeah, we'll talk about a bunch of porn instead. But if you've been drunk before, you know how, like, in intoxicating it is and just how, like, goofy and loopy you are and um, outgoing and loud and rambunctious and your inhibitions have been tampered with, or at least dampened a lot. We all say things that we don't mean when we're drunk. We do things that we don't do normally, like lift your shirt up and stuff in front of a bar full of people. They're like cheering you on, you lift your shirt up and then everyone's like, oh. Yeah, you thought it'd be the other thing. You thought it'd be the opposite. But like, oh yeah, all right. But instead, instead, it's, oh, put it down. Put the shirt back down. <laughs> yeah. We're on tough times, man. That's a tough gig. That's a tough gig. But as someone who's very, very familiar with alcohol and alcohol, we've come to find and experience it's an immersive experience.
It's one of them podcasts. It's one of them pubcasts he's always talking about. One of them podcasts. But no one seems to care about these people. And it's like the same argument. They're, they're drug addicts. They're still, they'll steal from you. They'll do whatever. And I, I had a bunch of radical ideas last night. And I'd like to, if you would permit me a minute of your time, I would like to present some of those radical ideas for you here. On the seventh day, the Lord created... Okay, the first one was crime. If homeless people, if all they do, all they can seek out is a life of crime, let's figure that out. Let's look at that. They're stealing a bunch of stuff. Okay, so they're, they're addicted to stealing then, right? No? All right, let's look into it a little bit more. What are they stealing? A bunch of tools and, and stuff they can resell. That's always worth something, always kind of valuable. Basically tools and money, sunglasses, stuff out of your car, your backpack. But, but really what's in your backpack? Not, not a whole lot. You steal a backpack, you get a bunch of junk. No one keeps a lot of cash in their backpack. And no one keeps like, I don't know, maybe they do, I don't know. But I don't think that they're stealing just because they can't stop stealing, they can't control themselves. They, they probably need money. So they're stealing tools to exchange, in exchange for money, or they're stealing stuff that's worth something. Um, what, copper wire? Okay, what, so what else? What else is going on? That's about it, at least with that scene. <clears throat> I mean, how do you vet um, violent offenders and nonviolent offenders? At the same, I think the same way you'd vet nonviolent and violent offenders in, in real life and just like assess if they're a threat to you or not. And if someone's aggressive with you or someone's personality or demeanor is degrading toward you, then you probably don't want that person around, right? So I don't know how to fully like vet everything and and make it a perfect system. But some of the ideas that I had was like maybe just build, building a place that can house a lot of people. I mean, they have jails and prisons that can do the same. And the, the treatment of those inmates and, and prisoners, it's like uh, subhuman, right? Like, um, I don't know, it's just not, it's not agreeable. It's not something that I would I have a pretty big heart toward animals and the respect towards living things. And so I get it, man. I hate eBay. I hate eBay. eBay's executives, eBay's everyone involved in making this nightmare a total reality for me. Like, I hate them for that. But do I want to, to make them feel less than human? And I think if anything, I'd want them, I'd want it to be a, at least a fair treatment of the experiences that I've experienced. So although I might hate them, do I want to like get a fire hose or, or start waterboarding people and torturing them? No, no, that, that, that doesn't bring any satisfaction to me. 
seeing eBay's executives <laughs> being waterboarded for some fucking answers. So, like, torture and infliction of... That, that's not what I'm into. Is that a... Is that a masochist or is that a, a sadist? I think a sadist. Yeah, I'm not a sadist. I'm not, I'm not into sadistic things like that. A masochist is what? It's like, hey. It's like, hey. That, uh, when you were choking me just now, can we do that again? That's masochism. Sadism's when you say, hey, come here for a second. I want to talk to you. I have to tell you something important. What, Bling? Right here. What? What do you want to say? What, what's going on? What's on your mind? Come here, it's important. I want, I want to whisper it in your ear, though. What? What? <laughs> I gotta go. My lunch break's over. So there's gonna be people that you dislike, and there's gonna be people that uh, wrong you and stuff. I think when you catch someone stealing from you, if you can talk to them about it and communicate in that sense, like, what are you doing? You know, these are my things. You're stealing from me. Um... I don't think a lot of people are going to have the patience to go through that and to, to it's kind of awkward, right? To sit someone down and be like, hey, look, I know what you said. So she stole some things. I'm not mad. Or, it's like, no, I'm ticked. And so there's really nothing that you can say that's going to kind of, I don't know, rid yourself of the want to or need to get revenge. It would make things get even, get equal. And since a lot of these offenders out on the street are thieves, like, so how do you do that? How do you solve that? What sort of radical ideas do you have that can solve these problems immediately and create a utopian society? Well, it just so happens I put together a slideshow, rat rat, if you will. Projector, please. This is flooding the market with copper in areas where there's lots of copper crime. By flooding the market with copper, you lower the copper price, the demand for copper goes down, and they'll start stealing something else. Next slide. What are they stealing? What sort of valuables? Gold, diamond rings and stuff. You can't flood the market with diamond rings. Next slide. But uh, you would find out, well, you're kind of trying to flood that area with uh, high crime rates with I guess money, with cash, with fluid, uh, really a lot of, uh, a lot of solvency, a lot of solvency in the area. Exchange easily, um, cash back is easy, just lots of cash in the area. I think once that sort of plan or strategies implemented and imposed in an area, I think you'll see crime dramatically, dramatically decrease due to the influx of wealth. The influx, the, the, the flux of wealth in a located spot and concentrated in, in an area You'll stop seeing crime almost immediately, I would, I would say, I would argue. Well, basically what you have is like, they're stealing because they need money. And they're doing these creative things because they need money. And it's not like they're unwilling to work because stripping copper wire is not 
fun. It's not easy necessarily, um, depending on the gauge of the wire. But I would say it's not something that's all that enjoyable for most people. But so why are they doing? They're working for it. They're taking the time at night to go steal these things, strip them, take them to the recycling place, and, and get whatever they can for them. That's working. They're working for that money. So they're not incapable of working. Uh, their work ethic is probably pretty sound if, considering if there's a lot of crime happening, their work ethic is probably solid. They're working hard. They're stealing stuff. And why are they doing that, though? Because they're hooked on drugs and they can't just say no. And that's all they know is drugs and stealing. That's it, because they're bad people. <laughs> no, that's not why. No, that's not it. Because they haven't been locked up and because they need to be put in jail more or so they need to be taught a lesson and beat up. That's not why either. They're working hard because they know the value of work and they know that the system that's put in place right now is a lie so they're like why should I spend all my time working for someone else for 8 hours a day when I can just do this right now for pretty much 8 hours a day and make double or however much or once a week or whatever enough to get by what if we just gave you a check instead Instead of using taxpayer money to have you locked up and stuff, what if we just gave you the cost of that, which is however astronomical that is, I'm sure. Private prisons. Yeah, I haven't even, I haven't even started to tap into that, which is way, once I'm done with eBay and everything else. Utah Metalworks. eBay's so relieved that Utah Metalworks ripped me off. Same with uh, Ogden Auto Tilling. They're like, yes. Latch onto that. Latch onto Utah. Yeah. <laughs> eBay and Ogden Auto Tony like, yeah, yeah, I took some metal over there. I took some cans. I was there with eBay and I took some cans over there and they ripped me off too. Bling, you should really focus on Utah Metalworks and leave Ogden Auto Tony and eBay. Keep wearing those girl jeans and looking all good with those smoking odd. But I think, uh, societally will start to recognize hey it's not exactly them wanting to steal everyone's tools it's the fact that they can't get a job and everyone's telling them to get a job and they go get their welding certificate or they'll go uh, work for a tree cutting business or at least I'll attempt to but they can't do it even with the welding certificate they can't do it why? Because of the background checks, because of the drug tests, because of whatever else. They might have spent time in prison. They might have went to jail. They have a, a criminal record because they got caught stealing because they needed money. So they try and get a job and they can't get a job. So what do they what do they do? Keep stealing, get caught, put in jail, spit back out on the street. What happens again? Well, your criminal record, according to your passport, and your criminal record, and uh, just it's like your criminal record. It's not supposed to be a life sentence. And, and if you have to sit there and deal with, like, 
and listened to. Have you thought, have you given, have you given any thought uh, full-time employment or trying to get a job? It's like, yeah, I spent all night stripping copper wire. And so I could take it into the Utah Metalworks and have them steal that. Yeah, I've thought about getting a job. Like, I have a job. It's being a thief. It's stealing. Like, for some reason, the idea of, of allowing someone to have money or currency or things needed to exchange goods with one another like you gotta work for that you gotta you gotta work hard for that spend all night stripping copper wire working hard for it you can't go stealing can't you need to get a job go get try and apply for a job you've been caught stealing we can't give you a job here i'm sorry we can't someone with a criminal record like yours just can't work here it's like all right well i guess i'll just not do drugs then I guess I'm not trying to escape from this like reality, this hole that I've dug myself into, this bed that I've made for myself. Well, why were you even stealing in the first place? You couldn't get a job because your criminal record would don't steal. Why are you on drugs to begin with? You just need to say no, like us. Be like one of us, type A. We're in control of everything anyway. We don't. We might have our emotional scars too. I mean, you know, I was eight years old when, but I don't let it affect me like that, like you do. Because I've, I'm already in a plate, my nepotism, hey. My dad owned this store before me, his dad before him. But this is what we do. And so it's like, I, come on, what's going on? Why do, you, why do you have to turn to these different substances to abuse them? in order to feel better about yourself. Well, because you got caught stealing a few times? It's not that big of a deal, I mean. People need to hire someone who's talented, they'll hire someone talented. No, not really. You won't get a chance, most likely, if it's they have a criminal record, because everyone just automatically assumes that you're not trustworthy, or you're trying to scam someone. It's not gonna work, man. This system that's up, that's set up here it's not going to work and i i do think that this podcast has turned a lot more political and it has turned a lot more like controversial in the sense that like um like an advocate for drug abuse and an advocate for alcohol abuse and getting all messed up all the time and living out of your car and not working dude knock yourself if you want to work extra hours go do it because I've done that already. I've already done that. I've already been there. And I know how much of a waste of time it was then. And so I'm not going to do it again. I'm not going to do that. Make the same mistake twice. Look, truly, I have, I'm, I'm happy that my ex-boss is successful and was able to retire and has a lot on his plate as it is, I get it. And I'm happy for him, man, for real. But he would not have been able to accomplish what he accomplished without like my help. Um, and so to be sort of like, ignored and discarded or forgotten about when like I, I ask for help, you, you, you can't, well, maybe you don't, you couldn't, you can't identify, but um, I, I'm sure most people would identify. It, it's not any sort of disdain towards him as a person. 
their business or anything like that. It's just what I think is kind of fair. Um, I was compensated and stuff, but I have nothing to show for it now. After that five years of working an hour hourly wage, I have nothing to show for it now besides experience that no one cares about. You know, so while he's winding it down and really reeling it in, I'm not saying I should be retiring with him myself, you know, at the same time. But that's five years that's gone, you know. And during the same time, like, he was uh, being able, he was able to profit off of it that five years. And still he's able to profit off of it, like, live off of it. And I'm going to be on the streets here. And the urgency, the, the fact that I'm reaching out to him and calling him, like, that should have been, but it's like, well, it's, you know, sorry. It's not, can't do that. And I don't feel betrayed. It's nothing like that. It's just like, this system's not going to work. Because I'd have to still be working there in order to even, like, have the, the chance. And that was, so I, I would have been there, what, 11 years now? 11 freaking years, man. So no, you know, of course, if you're working at someone, somewhere 11 years, you'd hope to have some sort of stake in the business, but I don't know. I sort of expect the same thing after five. Basically nepotism. Um, it, it's basically nepotism and it's not, I'm not, genetically related i'm not part of the family really so i, I don't get the, the benefits of, of that of helping grow that business and the worst part about it, my situation at least with that little breakdown there is um like i i, I was sort of like stale or, or um plateaued as far as pay went and advancement I think I could recognize that and so that's kind of what I was kind of wanting out and so I was going to do something that was like everyone was telling me um, that would be more beneficial than just staying there for another five years so I guess that's where the whole I did what everyone told me to do and I followed everyone's advice and just did this and even kind of went above and beyond and excelled in certain areas only to, to come to get finished and to, well, to get tripped at the finish line a few times, but to finally finish and to finally, like, accomplish things, and then it's, well, eBay's going to steal your money, and then LinkedIn's not safe. Change your password. Did you change your password? I like this bridge coming up. You guys are going to hear it. I don't know. The phone gets turned off, and... Like, it's a system to keep you down if you're down. If you don't have money, you don't have rights. But if you don't have money, you don't have any opportunity either. No, man, if you don't have any money, you don't have any rights. You don't. Um, it's a sad, sad realization. If you don't have money, it just gets harder and harder for you. And when you get out of jail, when you get out of prison, you don't have any money. But there's a, there's a societal conflict between like the homeless population and everybody else. I mean, I wish it was easy to change. 
uh, or acknowledge, but it's not. And it's, I guess it's just gonna take time, but I don't think there's enough time. For that change to happen, I don't think that there's enough time. Um, what I think is gonna happen is a lot of people are gonna get put out on the streets here, coming up and if you don't have a network already created, you're gonna get taken advantage of and um, targeted and everything else that, that comes along with that. With being new to the streets, but that like that's what I'm that's why I'm doing what I'm doing. Trying to meet some trustworthy people out on the street. Try to I guess gain some points and give them stuff for free, give them like USA made Kershaw blade. I don't know, it, I think it's probably worth mentioning, like I have nothing against work if you find it rewarding and if like that's what you like ha absolutely have to do so i'm not i don't know but just for me um the age that i am now and the way things are going like i'm trying to there's a lot that like uh cyber security um, information technology security like that kind of stuff to me right now is pretty interesting and I, I I know it's gonna be an issue coming up here with the war so it's kind of it's kind of uh, like a business model I'm, I'm trying to put together get like a business plan um, I just don't have the resources, you know, and it's gonna be incredibly difficult. So it's like, yeah, I'd have to jump on board with a company that's already started or the government. Oh, I was doing this role-playing thing last night. This uh, Ray Bradbury, yeah, post-pandemic dystopian present. Yeah, it's like a sci-fi, um, just, character the post pandemic dystopian present no i'll do it in another one that's shorter i'll try and come up with something tonight i think that's a good idea but he so the character he notices these machines that are called he calls them spy machines and they're basically just like police cameras that are portable like 360 degree police cameras and the whole story starts out, he notices these spy machines on the outskirts of town, and then they start to encroach and get closer, and eventually they're just in neighborhoods, and along with everything else. But in the post-pandemic dystopian present, I'm seeing all these like empty apartments, all these empty studios. Wow. <laughs> it's all cleaned up. I wish I was planning on like yeah June that didn't happen and now it's definitely not gonna I'm just gonna have to leave crazy man no I actually think I got a well anyway yeah that's all that that's the end of that I think I got a reply from the Better Business Bureau on with eBay or something just like I already told you what I'm gonna do. There's no apologies, there's no communication. Like there's no way I can justify anything that they've done at this point. Like there's nothing that they could say. Unless it's a check for $2 million. And... 
note to self, produce a podcast called The Post-Pandemic Dystopian Present. Release an episode once a day. It's a pretty good song, I would say. What is the use in trying? All he freaking get is pain, that's what I'm talking about. Well, I can't make up my mind because the gallons are on sale for three fifty nine. So it's like, well, why would I buy a half gallon for two fifty nine for a dollar extra? I can just. So I'm just gonna get another beer. I got a Twix. I got a Twix. I had to. I had to. You get a beer. You get a beer. Oh, I'll hang on to this thing. I'll just hang on to that. I can't wait to eat this Twix, though. <sighs> that freaking card machine was giving me a hard time. Man, I'm eating a Twix right now. It's so good. Twix is good, man. Like, Twix is good. Twix is good. I love Twix. Here's the thing about Twix though, you guys. Oh man, I got a message yesterday from Snickers. It was an, adver it was an advertisement. And it said, you act different when you're hungry. Get a Snickers. I was like, man, they're right. I do act different when I'm hungry. And what do I do the next morning? What do I end up getting? Freaking Twix. Oh, thanks for the advice, Snickers. Let me just grab a Twix. Backstab you know I'm backstabbing Snickers now. I'm just not myself. I'm really I don't act the same. I act different for sure. It's like <laughs> No, we're almost back and I'm gonna freaking slam this beer when we get there. I'm going to slam it hard. I'm almost speeding just now. I get a freaking ticket from these freaking police that hang out over here. It's a freaking weekend. I'm about to have me some fun. Bounce, bounce, bounce. It's a remix too. Okay, we're pulling in and safe. We're back home safe and sound and I'm gonna crack open this thing and get into it. But I wanna catch it. I wanna capture the moment here with you. I'm getting kind of impatient. some shade please where's the shade at where's the shade at and I'm gonna yeah I'm gonna get into this beer keep the air conditioning on just start lamenting and just going on and on and on and on and then it might be kind of funny though I think it might have its moments because I I think I'm funny sometimes sometimes okay I'm gonna park right here I like it we are parked let me disinfect this thing all right i didn't capture the moment i cracked it open and didn't we waited this entire time i was able to get keystone light 